Hey everyone, welcome back to the Woven in Truth podcast. Uh, We're so excited and encouraged you're spending some time listening. Um, I'm really thrilled about this episode, cannot wait to share it with you, but I'm also really excited to share this moment with my best friend, Young. Young, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me here. I always love joining the podcast here. Young makes everything like richer in the best way possible. Thank you. Great that (laughs) there's things in life that are great and then Young makes it like amazing so she's my hype woman guys well I mean everywhere I say she's the best um but yeah Kelsey and I are excited to be recording this time with Young but also our special guest Young do you want to introduce our special guest speaker well I've known this beauty Sylvia Mendez for almost 25 years and um I feel like such a gift to have you here you have so much to share so much wisdom she's beautiful eloquent and deeply spiritual Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for being here can you tell our listeners a little bit about you yes thank you thank you for your kind words it's so great to be here thank you for the invitation uh to be here with you uh so my name is sylvia mendes i have been a christian for over 33 years i have two adult children my son who is 29 and my daughter is 24 and yeah it's so great to be here with you Sylvia, thank you so much for making time for us. So here's a little context for everybody listening. We were in a meeting recently and Sylvia unpacked this lesson. Basically, you were differentiating uh, between, in Galatians 6, where he talks about the difference between carrying our load, you know, sharing each other's burdens. And I think this is a huge, this kind of opens us up into a whole boundaries discussion, right? But I think the big right. thing for me, I feel like I need this lesson every six months because <laughs> sometimes things feel very clear and sometimes they really don't. And it, it feels like, what am I supposed to do? What's right? What's Christ-like? And then where, like, where are these lines? And I loved your lesson. And so I'm so grateful that you agreed to do it for the podcast as well, because I wanted more women to be able to hear it. But I wanted to hear from you, like, why do you think this is, why is this something that's on your heart and something that's important for us as Christian women? Yeah, I think uh, I've read this scripture in Galatians 6, um, 6, 1. It talks about brothers and sisters. If someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Mm -hmm. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. And you know, the first time I read this scripture, I was very confused. Because it says in verse Mm 2, carry each other's burdens. And then in verse 5, for each one should carry their own load. And I just, it it was hard for me to differentiate what those two meant. And so I recently read a lesson from the book Spiritual Discovery by uh, Jim and Virginia Leffler. Mm -hmm. And there was a great lesson in there that inspired this. It it was, this lesson came from that book. It's on entangled relationships and Mm -hmm. how it's so important to differentiate between the loads and burdens. Wow, entangled relationships, mm-hmm. isn't that? Don't yeah. I'm sure everybody listening can relate in some level and some capacity. Mm-hmm. This is really powerful stuff that really, I think, can change our lives and change our, you know, walks as Christians. 
And I think as women, it's very hard to know what is ours to own and what is others, mm -hmm. like allowing others exactly. to live their life. And I know for me as an empath, it's, it's really hard for me to mm -hmm. understand what's my responsibility versus someone else's. So I'm so excited to learn from you right. today. Me too, and we'd love to hear you teach it. So I'll just pass it over to you and then maybe Young hey. and I will have some follow-up questions at the end. Yeah, thank you. Well, for us as Christians, you know, we are the part of our being in the front line of the spiritual battle, it is how we interact with one another and the challenges we face to love your neighbor as yourself right um mm -hmm. we can develop relationships that become entangled and so i'm going to unpack this and give a few definitions even before we start so an entangled relationship is one where one or both parties have unhealthy patterns that lead to some type of dysfunction or strife mm. there are degrees of entanglement from little dysfunction to a codependency now codependency defined it was originally coined to describe behavior of someone who enabled a family member with an alcohol or drug addiction. Mm -hmm. It was originally co-chemically dependent, mm -hmm. but now it's shortened to codependent. And today codependency, it's a catch-all word to describe enabling, low self-esteem, caretaking, depression, mm -hmm. obsession, repression, anxiety, yeah. dependency, perfectionism, helplessness, being controlling, angry, guilty, shame prone, manipulative, and so on. You could add to this list. Mm -hmm. right. As a result, it is difficult to explain what, what codependency is. And if you can't explain something, it's hard to deal with and you know just really work on that. True. Right. So in spiritual terms, or for this lesson, codependency defined would be carrying someone else's load or giving someone else your load to carry. As we just read in Galatians 2, I mean, Galatians 6, 2 to 5. So it's very important that we learn the difference between loads and burdens. If it's going to lead into codependency or an untangled, an entangled relationship. So let's let's see what the definition for burden would be so burden comes from the greek word baros translated is burden means a weight a burden is anything that makes a demand on you physically emotionally or spiritually that is too heavy to carry on your own you know sometimes i like to think of like when someone is moving if you're moving there are things that only you can do, you know, like go through your paperwork, go through um, your pictures, uh, through your drawers, you know, your intimates. But there are things that you could not, you would not try to carry on your own. You would need help for, right? right. So I'm going to go through some of uh, examples of burden. One of them is a need for spiritual guidance or encouragement. You know, in Galatians 6, 1 to 2, it says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Right? So it's a spiritual need mm -hmm. uh, or guidance. Um, another one is a need for food or clothing. So in James 2, 15 to 16, it says, Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes, and daily food if one of you says to them go in peace keep warm and well fed but does nothing about their physical needs 
what good is it? In Proverbs 14.31, it says, whoever oppresses the poor shows content for their maker. So yeah, that would be a burden, a need for food or clothing. Mm -hmm. And in in meeting that or uh, helping with that burden, you are fulfilling the law of of God. Mm -hmm. Another one would be loss of a loved one. In James 1.27, it says, religion that God, our Father, accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. In Romans 12, 15, it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Another another example of burden would be sickness, disease, trauma, or other life crisis. In Romans 12, 10, it says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Um, So those are some of the examples of burdens and the things that we do need to strive to help one another with. Mm -hmm. Now let me give a definition of what load is. So load, the Greek word is portion with a PH, Mm -hmm. translated as load. That was used to describe a soldier's pack, a load that each man must bear himself. And just even imagining the visual of that, you have all this, you know, people with their own backpack that is packed with things that are meant for you to carry, for each one of the men to carry. But one doesn't carry their own and another one picks it up and maybe picks another one. Well, before you know it, that person's going to get tired of all those different loads that they're carrying. And the ones that are not carrying are not going to develop the muscles to be able to carry their own load. That's good. Yeah. So it's it's heavy, but it's doable if you carry your own load and you're meant to carry it. So let me give you some examples of loads. So working to provide for your necessities and pay your bills. That's a load. Each one should carry their own load in that. Having a plan, having a budget, sticking to it. In Proverbs 24, 30 to 34, it says, I went past the fields of a sluggard. I passed the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Thorns have come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. So yeah, it's important that we carry our own load in in disciplining ourselves, in um, not being lazy, in working for for our keep. Another example of load would be getting yourself up in the morning, go to work, to school, or other commitments on time. And again, in Proverbs 26, 14, it says, as the door turns on its hinges, so a slugger turns on his bed. So that's another example. Another one would be fulfilling your responsibilities at home, work, or wherever you are. In other words, your chores that are yours. And, you know, as, as a mom, I remember teaching my kids when they were young, you know, just even at the age of nine or 10 to fold their own laundry, to have their expectations, what chores were theirs, you know, and so we all have chores. In Colossians 3, from 23 to 24, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, 
not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So doing your part and your portion. Um, another example of load is being accountable for your choices and decisions and owning the consequences. That's a good one. Yes, that's a big one. So in Proverbs 19.3, and I love this, I love this scripture. It says, a person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. And, you know, I've gotten myself into some doozies in the past, you know, where it was my life's choices. I put myself in that situation and that I'm looking around for somebody to blame. But right. it says here that we often turn and blame God. Like, mm -hmm. why is this happening to me, God, when we choose the action and the consequence that comes with it is, is due to the action and choice. Right. In Hebrews 4.13, it says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Right? So another right. another example of a load is being responsible for your own emotions. And that's big for us women. Whether it's anger, shame, fear, guilt, and the consequences of those emotions. And this includes being responsible for your own happiness. Mm -hmm. Right? In Proverbs 19, 19, it says, a hot-tempered person must pay the penalty. Rescue them, and you will have to do it again. Ooh. That's that's hard. And, yeah. you know, I, I the three years ago, I had a huge loss. My, my husband died suddenly. Um, one day we were doing everything normal, and the next day he was no longer there. And... Oh. My kids and I, we suffered through the shock and the trauma of having the greatest loss in our life. And I was so grateful to have been able to seek out therapy, to be able to seek out uh, the help of friends, to really invite people in and be vulnerable to help me mm. with that. That was, that was a burden, not a load, but my load was going after what was going to help me. Wow. What was going to help me be responsible for my own happiness, for my own healing. And so I'm super grateful that God provided, but it, there's, there is, there's responsibility there for us, and that is our load, even within the burden. So another example of a load is being responsible for your sin in your walk with God. Mm -hmm. It says on Ecclesiastes 12, 13 to 14, now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. And so this is, this is a responsibility we each carry, working out our own salvation with fear and tre trembling. That is a load letting others in, inviting others in, being open and really exposing our heart for our sin, you know, just getting help, training ourselves in godliness. That's a load. That's something that I can only do for myself. Going to the Bible, getting down on my knees and praying for God to help me. Mm. That is all my own load. So I wanted to share some of Satan's lies that he might use to move someone to pick up someone else's load. Mm. You know, these are the things that Satan will tell you. Okay, well, it's your duty to do that. Aren't you a Christian? Mm -hmm. 
it's the right thing to do. Oh, you can fix this person. Yeah. You know, as if. <laughs> as if. You will lose everything if you don't step in and take over. Mm-hmm. Those are lies Satan tells us. They won't love you if you don't help them. The relationship will end mm-hmm. if you don't bend this. You will lose your place or your means of support. And this is often in marriages, Mm. why you take up loads. Mm -hmm. You will lose your position. Your reputation will be ruined. Mm. Their behavior is a direct reflection on you. And this often is when we pick up our children's loads. True. Yes. What will people think of you? Mm. It's your fault that they got drunk. It's your fault that they are angry. It's your fault your child isn't doing good in school. It's all on you because you are the only one that can help. If you love them, you will do what they want. You have to help because if they fail, it will destroy both of you. Mm. It will be too painful for you if you don't help. When I first saw this lesson, I was able to identify many lies that Satan had planted in my heart since I was a child. You know, my, my father was an alcoholic, and even as a child, very young, I would internalize and take ownership for too many loads that didn't belong to me. I felt guilty. I felt shame and responsibility for his condition. Sometimes those things were um, experiences that established, you know, in my childhood that follow me through my adulthood. And, you know, have have impacted the way that I relate to others. And I have to recognize that. Let me see how many, what are some of Satan's lies that might tempt someone to not carry their own load? Mm-hmm. Let's look at those now. So what, what will Satan use to tell you not, not to carry your own load? Satan will use entitlement, fear, shame and other emotions to tempt us not to carry our own load so here's a few in entitlement what are those lies no one understands how difficult my -hmm. job is my life is tough and i deserve their help Mm -hmm. so i won't pick up that load Mm -hmm. i do more than enough already so i shouldn't have to do this My work at my job, I work hard at my job and shouldn't have to do more around the house. Mm -hmm. I deserve a job that I love. Now, these are all lies in entanglement, and I'm sure you could add more. These are some of the lies that Satan uses in fear. Mm -hmm. So, you won't be loved if you stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. They will make life difficult for you if they don't get their way. You won't fit in if you don't go along with the crowd. If you try to do this, you're going to fail. Those are lies in fear. Let's see some of the lies in shame. You, can do, you can't do anything right. You're too dumb to take care of yourself. You will look really bad if you fail. They can do it better than you. And you know, this, this one in shame, that... that echoes with me because that's where I've lived, you know, for a long time since my childhood. I, I heard this thing said to me 
And so even now, when I have a task before me, when I have something to do, many times that thought comes like somebody else could do this better than I could. I'm sure, you know, so-and-so could do so much better job. They, they're so much more equipped. And it, it could stop me if I really listen to that lie from Satan instead of just really owning that load. Mm-hmm. It's important that we learn and we teach this, this principle of the loads and the burdens. And uh, first of all, that we learn it ourselves, that we, that we see the importance that we're not picking up others' loads and that we are learning and getting strengthened and picking our, up our own. I love that. Thank you so much for, for unpacking all that. I find it so helpful. Um, I really like your moving metaphor that you kind of threw out at the beginning. For some reason that, that I don't know that I think maybe I'm, I'm more of a visual like <laughs> absorber, but I think it, I find it helpful to differentiate because when I don't have a clear understanding of what's what, I feel like I'm just kind of on this treadmill of overcompensation. Mm-hmm. Like I go to mm-hmm. one, I actually can be tempted to carry too much, but then I also can be tempted other times to just give it all away and do the kind of like the blame game and kind of have those expectations and, and all of that in my life. And I think if we carry what others should carry, we actually do them a disservice, which is what you mentioned, right? Like right. they won't grow and develop the muscles or skills or resilience that maybe God himself is working to cultivate. And that's true vice versa. Like if yes. I keep giving all that away and trying to put that on other people or what, you know, circumstances even, I'm not going to grow in maybe right. the ways God's really trying to lead me in. And it's, to me, it's actually empowering to take ownership and personal responsibility for our lives. You mm-hmm. talked about our yes. own happiness too. Wow. How many times have I given that away? Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, I can relate to that. <laughs> what are you thinking young? Well, I was just thinking how, um, because I, I've been married for almost 18 years and throughout my life, if I wasn't happy with myself or my situation, I would put that on my husband. Like he's right. not doing this enough. Mm-hmm. He's not giving me a, enough attention. If he just took me on better dates, I would be happier. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. that one, that lie really resonated with me. But at the same time, it's been really empowering thinking about it that I, I can make myself happy too. Yeah. I can do little things that bring me some joy. It's usually a vanilla latte with oat milk. <laughs> That brings me joy or my, my monstera plant that I named Henri and the, the leaves unfolding brings me a lot of happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so in one sense, I feel like when you put that on someone else, they can't fix that because that's not the responsibility. Right. So you're burdening your partner or your friend or your roommate or coworker. But in the other sense, it's empowering just to say, no, I am responsible for my life and my yeah. happiness. And if someone else takes up that load of your happiness, it still won't make you happy. That's so it's only true. yours. That's mm. so profound and very, very true. <laughs> it really is. And I think you mentioned something at the end I really would love for us to kind of maybe unpack a little bit more and validate. Some of these things are internal messaging, right? Like you said, like these lies. I think Satan mm-hmm. just works. He plants these thoughts. Some of this is an uphill battle for women because they've literally been told by people in their life, this is true and this is, you need to do this or you need to carry this or you're not good enough or you can't do it. You you know, and I think I don't, I just want to like take a minute to validate that in some of the, you know, in some of us, we have these narratives that maybe we've had our entire lives because people have told us them. Yes. 
And I just was wondering what what is your thought about that for for these women listening that maybe they're they're trying to maybe unpack a very deep rooted yeah. narrative. I think that's great. That's a great question. I I always go back to that scripture in Romans ten seventeen. You know that it, faith comes from hearing. Mm-hmm. You know you build a certain faith. I as a child heard so much that I was not good. Mm-hmm. That nothing I did was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it built something in me because it was what I heard for so long. And so now um, learning that those are lies from Satan, someone was used to mm-hmm. say Satan's lies to me mm-hmm. often right. enough that they became a reality. Mm-hmm. But there's God's word. And so going to God's word and really looking for what my faith needs to be. What does God say about me? Mm-hmm. I am a child of light. I am beloved. He delights in me. Mm-hmm. I, I love to hear and read all those things that that arrests all those all those words that were told to me as mm-hmm. I was growing. And that's what I choose to believe. It's the truth. Yep. Yeah. And truth counters those things and brings those to the light to yeah. to even reveal the fact that maybe we haven't even spent enough time with those to even identify them as lies. Right. But the power of God's word, the way it can cut through that and bring so much redemption yes. and healing to these narratives that have maybe held us captive in, in some areas of our life for a long time. Yes. Well, I, I like that you differentiate between the load and the burden and when you were defining in spiritual terms what codependency is, I'll remind the listeners, carrying someone else's load or giving someone else your load to carry. Mm-hmm. So I definitely grew up in a codependent home. There was addiction in my family abuse. So my mom was very codependent to my dad and other people. And then, I, of course, I adopted those things that I've saw, seen in my own life. And then that was definitely transpired in my own marriage. And then as I've gotten healthier as a Christian for 25 years, I'm okay with carrying my own load. But what do you do when someone else tries to give you their load and you know it's not your load? Mm-hmm. Like that is not my responsibility to make you happy or to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you're trying to be healthy and own your life, but someone else puts their load onto you mm-hmm. and says, you're not very loving you didn't help me mm-hmm. what, how do you respond to that because you did bring Mallory did bring up the point we've gotten this messaging if you're a woman you should be helpful yes. especially if you're in a helping profession yes. ministry or whatever other field you're taught like you should if you can help you should help but so, mm-hmm. so anyway I didn't know if you had a response to that yeah no I think um that's a great question I think Part of my job, you know, I I minister to women, so part of my job is helping them identify also this load. What is their load? You know, and helping them understand. Sometimes it will take training and walking and holding their hand a little, but eventually they'll have to learn how to carry their load. If they're going to stay in Christ, if they're going to grow, they need to learn this. So part of my job is to help them identify and help them kind of walk through that. Um, yeah, helpful. that makes sense. So instead of owning it, which is I'm an, I'm an overcompensator too. Yeah. And also yeah. I'm an over responsible kind of person. So I like what you're saying is let's teach, let's empower them to yes. know, mm-hmm. okay, that's actually not my load, my friend. Let's look at what your load is and help them to define what that yes. is. That's and very it, helpful. And even sharing with them, these are the things that I can do to help you. Okay. You know, I can pray with you. I can go and, you know, 
uh, help you identify. I can encourage you. I can give you resources. I can I I could list out those things that I can do, and this is what I can't do. Okay. So even even that that work of defining for them, so that they can go walking away understanding. And it's not that I don't love you, but this is this is what is healthy. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you said this is what I can do, because it's a burden on you, and this is what I cannot do. Mm-hmm. I love that, and I think that's powerful. But I I also think what I'm hearing you and what I'm seeing is you probably had to take some time and create some space to let God speak to you to where you're clear on what your role is and what it is not. I think that's, yeah. that's huge. Cause that's when I get, if I'm not clear on that, I think my, one of my could be a life trap. I don't know. Is I feel like I am who you think I am. Does that make sense? Like oh, yeah. I am like, I let my identity, my worth, my value be based on what, what I perceive the people in my life, you know, feel or receive from me or whatever. So I think this gets confusing if I'm not clear on this and I don't take time Mm. to let God and his, you know, grace and mercy make these things clear. I'm kind of then at the mercy of whatever interaction I have or the relationships, you know, in my life, which are such a gift, right? Like relationships. And I love Mm -hmm. that God puts us in community, but I think it is a skill we have to steward uh-huh. How do we create, how do we feel confident and clear on what our our roles are supposed to be? Like how, what are some maybe practical things we can do to clarify this? Gosh, I think, I think it takes practice. Mm-hmm. Yes. It takes practice. And mm-hmm. this, it's funny because most of the time loads that are tried to be given to you come from the people that are closest to you, your family. Yes, that you love. Yes. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> Most of the loads that are that mm. are being given for you that are not yours come from the first the people closest to you, your family, mm-hmm. your children, your husband, your parents, your extended family. And so I, I've had a lot of practice just really doing the homework, seeking input even um giving it, you know, like taking it to someone else to give me an objective look of what I'm being asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, someone not in the situation. Yes, someone okay. not in the That's situation. Good. And even learning to answer when someone is trying to give me their load. Uh, say I get a phone call from someone, I won't say who, you know, trying to put something on me as though it was my responsibility, but it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Just letting them know that I need some time um, before I commit to so that I can have time to go and seek some more guidance, yeah. you know, get someone objective to help me sort through. Because sometimes I can't see it as clearly, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I feel that that mm-hmm. burden of their expectation, you know, totally. that I. Yes. And people usually want an answer right then. Right. They, yes. I think they call it the tyranny of the urgent. Yes. Like, hey, I Ooh. want you to take this and I want you to agree to it right, right now. now. And I don't need to do that. I can right. tell them, you know what? I need some time. Can I call you back tomorrow? Let me yep. think on this for a minute. Yeah. And I'll call you back and tell you what I can do. And I love that because yeah, it's that. not swinging to the other side and saying, nope, nope, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, like boundary work, like here we go. I'm on, you know. True. And I think that that can be my tendency is I get so, I feel overburdened. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, then I kind of swing the other side. And I'm like, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, that your door. and that doesn't feel Right. You know what I mean? That also doesn't sit, but I like what you said. Like, I just need a little space to get a little more discernment. And Mm -hmm. then I feel like I'll, then you have that time to feel more clear and confident about what God is leading you to and calling you to in that situation. Yeah. I really love that. I, I was thinking with this lesson, how important it is to understand what are truly burdens 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think if, like you said, if it's usually people close to us that put their loads onto you. But I loved what you said earlier about losing. I don't love that you lost your husband because mm -hmm. I loved him very much as well. I love Louise, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I appreciated that you said, yes, the loss itself was a burden. But what was my load in the burden? Mm -hmm. What is my load in the burden? Right. Because the question I had in mind is, what do you do when you have people in your life, close people in your life, that have mental health issues? Because this is this is like one in four people post pandemic. Mm -hmm. Our world has right. changed. Mm -hmm. There's many people with legit diagnosable mental health conditions. Mm -hmm. And what you describe as a load, like getting yourself out of bed, going to work or to school can feel like a burden right. in, a, in a real mm -hmm. way. I'm not minimizing it because mm -hmm. we've my family has a lot. We have a lot of depression, anxiety in both sides mm -hmm. of mine and my husband's family. And I've witnessed it in people's lives that I love so deeply where the simplicity, the simple act of living is hard for them. Right. So how do you address that when a load feels like a burden? Yeah, and I think that's a great point that you bring, Young, because depending on that situation, sometimes a, lo a load can be a burden okay. if it's overwhelming enough, you know, and so even... The, it, it, and usually it's a seasonal thing, a temporary thing, a stage thing, mm -hmm. you know. So once that um, temporary season is over, then that person can take up that load again. But giving that help for that Time. transitional moment, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's going to be helpful. But only you know, you know, what that load is, if it's going into the place of being a burden because of those extra challenges, mm -hmm. mental um challenges or emotional challenges that are at at that time that makes a lot of sense that you said it's for a temporary time because mm -hmm. I think in my extreme thinking or imperative thinking I think I got to fix it I got to fix it now mm -hmm. versus go oh this is just for a season of time let's look at the burden let's mm -hmm. validate the load that feels like a burden and help people mm -hmm. to get to a point where they can carry their own load because that's the goal right. i feel like god wants us to have empowered lives where we can carry our own load right. enough that we can actually share in someone else's burden because mm -hmm. i know if i'm not mm -hmm. carrying my own life responsibilities mm -hmm. yeah. i don't have a lot to give or i i wouldn't want to take on another box another mm -hmm. moving yeah. box when mm -hmm. i i'm having a hard time with the few that are in my own arms yeah. and of course there, there's also the situations where you have a child with special needs mm -hmm. right you know and a load for a child with special needs would look very different than a load for a child that doesn't have that right on right. them so you know the mom of a special needs child might take up more of their what would be loads to another child mm -hmm. but that's their situation and so they adapt to that so but it's very very um situation i don't know how to call it situational yeah, yeah. situational mm -hmm. yes which i think is it's good that you're bringing that up because i think in my <laughs> i would love it if we could just say here's what you do apply yeah. it to mm -hmm. all your relationships no. all situations but everybody has different life circumstances they have different relationships they have different needs they and it's different seasons too, like right. you mentioned, like I think there are these times where, you know, but I, I think the the dramatic part of me can feel like, okay, if I like kind of get this like weird, like I, like only Jesus can be the savior, but I think sometimes I can feel like, oh, I'm the one that needs to do this or carry this. Oh, absolutely. But I think 
I think too of that that beautiful story when uh, the paralyzed man, his friends bring him to Jesus through oh, the roof, yeah. which awesome, right? They dig through a roof and like lower their friend down. But when I think about it, I'm like, it wasn't one guy dragging his friend on a mat. Right. It was four. They all took a corner and carried their friend. And I think sometimes we're the friend and sometimes we have a corner. But I don't mm-hmm. think we have to be the only one too. Right. Like like there's something too about even as we're sharing other people's burdens like that we're not the only one and we like invite other people to help share right. that burden as well yes. and what what a gift that is to those other people that get to help yes as well oh yeah it's a gift to all everywhere i think uh when i lost my husband i am so grateful that my church family helped me with all the burdens that were there but even that like the burdens were a lot mm-hmm. in my life so it took a team Mm-hmm. of like like what you're sharing with a paralyzed man it took a team and I was so grateful because who wasn't bringing me meals was helping me with other things I mean of course I know how to cook of course I know how to do all these right, different things right. but at that moment breathing was hard enough wow. so staying alive was hard enough mm-hmm. and so I am so grateful that my church family is amazing and so loving and yeah they they help with all those burdens but even sometimes the burdens the things that you know you ought to help with mm-hmm. there's a lot of burdens and you can only handle so many yep. so you need to get the help from others to help with those burdens definitely yeah and i love that you mentioned that too about that time and how probably how meaningful that was those people that were there for you mm-hmm. in that time but it does require vulnerability to let people carry like I think of that man on the mat that would have been hard to like let your friends do that and maybe a little embarrassing I don't know but might drop you from the right yeah he knew he knew he couldn't get himself there on his own he had to let people help share that burden and I think there's so much beauty in that vulnerability and and humility to to ask for help and let people help us with those Mm -hmm. things and then respect what they can and can't do you know but then whatever they do for us is we can just receive it as a gift right not something they owe us Right. right that's a difference because mm-hmm. you, you did talk about um why people don't carry their own load and the lies in entitlement mm-hmm. like my life is so hard i deserve their mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. and i think if you are a woman in constant crisis i think that's an easy one to fall into right. like I'm, i feel burdened um, my life is you know for me, I've had three losses in the last eight months. Mm-hmm. And it, I just feel like a constant burden to people. Because like you said, I don't, I can cook. I actually love to cook. But there right. are days where I'm so sad and grief is all encompassing at mm-hmm. times. Yes. Where I just can't, literally cannot do it. And I know that I felt, I have felt so grateful for the women in my life. They're like, it's okay, we're here mm-hmm. to help you. So I really feel the same way as you is, is there's, I'm, I'm used to being the helper. I'm not good right. at being helped. Right. And so I appreciate what you're saying is just grabbing a corner. Sometimes you are the person grabbing a corner. Sometimes you're the one on, on the mat mm-hmm. that needs to be carried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Got to allow both. And it's, we're going to work different muscles, whether we're on the receiving end or on the serving end. Mm-hmm. It's true. And there's seasons of both and how beautiful that our relational God gives us so many relationships, mm-hmm. but yes. it, it is such a, I, I think if we're not careful, like this gift can, can get a little tricky. So I, I'm so grateful for people in my life that help me think through these things and clarify these things and kind of bridge. Like, I feel like there's so much boundary uh, content and information out there, True, but, but then also bridge that with 
God's word, his plan, his kingdom plan, you know, purpose, like, and there is a healthy meaning, like middle point that we can get to and kind of hold all that intention, like, but really having those healthy understandings of where do I end and other people begin, but also like, how can we not just look to each other, but like really look to Jesus in these times as well. So Mm -hmm. Sylvia, is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Like maybe people are on here and they're like, wow, this is new. I haven't, I haven't thought about this before. Like, I don't know if they feel overwhelmed or Mm. where would you, where would you direct them to maybe go next? I think doing the work of, um, just identifying even those lies that Satan tells you, like, Mm -hmm. what are the lies that I bought into, Mm -hmm. you know, and just really, um, I, I love to do lists. You know, I write things out. I do the homework. You know, it's like, Love okay, lists. what is what is the lie? And then what is God's truth? Oh, what is God's yeah. truth about this? Okay, I've been told that I'm not I'm not good and I nothing I do is right. And this has been echoing in my mind for so many years. But what is God's truth? Yeah, I can do all things through him. Mm-hmm. You know, so just just doing that work. And then um, if you have someone that you trust that you can share this with, mm-hmm. you know, letting someone in, I think those are great places to begin. You know, mm-hmm. this, this is something that I'm learning about myself. This is something that I want to grow in. Do you have some uh, advice, some mm-hmm. resource perspective you can help me with? I think that would be a great mm-hmm. place to start. Mm-hmm. Good advice. I love that. What a great way to start detangling yes <laughs> right from <laughs> entanglement yes. to detanglement yes in all the best ways um well sylvia thank you so much we really appreciate you being on thank this is you. so helpful everybody who listened we hope this was really helpful to you and your heart and your life stage right now we really appreciate this community and we want us to all thrive and live our best lives this side Amen. of eternity um and we'll catch you next time on the podcast We are one.